Hi, this is Pastor Jim. Thanks for joining us for this week's message from Riverside Church. I believe you will be inspired and blessed by the Word of God. I would love to welcome you to one of our services next time you're in the Brisbane area. If you'd like to know more about us, go online at www.riversidecc.org.au or like us on Facebook to hear about up-and-coming events. I hope you enjoy the message. God bless you. Good morning. Are you ready for Christmas? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Who's going to be staying up tonight till midnight? No, no, really, really? Sammy, are you staying up to, for midnight? No. His parents will be throwing him straight into bed when it's time. This is the most wonderful time of the year because we get to celebrate and focus on the birth of Jesus. Amen? This is the most wonderful time of the year because we get to celebrate and focus on the birth of Jesus. Amen? Amen. That's what I want to hear. The, the faster you respond, the faster I finish. And everyone said? Amen. Whoa, that's good. Now you're alive. Well, we've been looking at different perspectives about Christmas. And, and kicking it off, Pastor Randall spoke about the prophetic path that Jesus took. And it was prophesied six hundred. 150 years about his birth by the prophet Micah. That is an incredible thing if you think about it. A prophetic word that was given 650 years prior and it came true. And then I spoke about faith and how that we need to have faith and what was Mary's faith, an incredible faith that she would say, I am the Lord's servant, I will do what he said and she stepped into that. And faith is so important for us because we want to please God with our faith, because we love Him. And then last week, Pastor Pavey spoke about obedience and how we have to trust God and that really trust is the path of obedience and obedience is the path of trust in our relationship with God. And this morning, I want to share maybe just for a few minutes about shepherds and angels. Shepherds and angels. And what they have to do with the whole story of the birth of Jesus. And I want you to think about this. Here we have earthly recipients and heavenly declarers. We have heaven touching earth. And what happens when heaven touches earth? What takes place? Surely there is something that goes on that has an effect around the world. So I want to read to you from the book of Luke. Luke wrote two books. He wrote Luke, his own gospel, and he wrote the book of Acts. And they're actually sizable type of portions in our Bible. And so we're going to read Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And I want you to think about this. Mary and Joseph have gone to Bethlehem. They have arrived there and the baby has been born. And this is what it says. That night... There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. We have here a beautiful description of the faithful and protective shepherds here. They're, they're faithful. Now, it's never always dry. And I mean, last night, who had an incredible storm outside their window? I mean, there was lightning and it was very, very frightening and there was rain and it was all going on and crashing and 
I said, Pastor Pavey, please pray for me that I don't die. I hope I've been good and so forth. But you know, these shepherds, even when it was raining, they were there. A beautiful description. But did you know that both men and women were shepherds? Rebecca was a shepherdess. Rachel was a shepherdess. So potentially, folks, that night there were men and there were women looking after sheep. And I think there were. Because it, it just goes to reason that God wants every single one to be told. And here's the point of that. There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Wow. And what is the whole point of all that? The whole point is that they were doing their job. They were doing what they were called to do. They were staying up throughout the night. Who's ever done night shift? Who ever enjoyed night shift? No one ever enjoyed night shift. It's a horrible thing. Actually, Pastor Pavey, when we first started the church, she did night shift. She, she would work in a biscuit factory and she would, stay, she would start, you know, at uh, I think it was about 10 o'clock and then she'd go to oh, 4 o'clock and then midnight and then it, there was another one that actually I can remember that she went right throughout the night. It's a terrible thing because you come home and you're all groggy. These shepherds were there all night watching and protecting their flocks. I remember that I, on a, a yacht that I sailed up with some friends up the coast of Queensland, they put me on night watch. And that was to watch the radar because of uh, tankers coming down and, and little vessels. And I'd be watching the radar as another guy was, you know, he was on the wheel guiding us through the Great Barrier Reef. And I can remember standing there and then about, you know, the worst time is about three four o'clock and I was standing watching and then it hit me and then you'd wake up with a fright and you'd look at the guy at the wheel to make sure that he hadn't also fallen asleep but it drained you in the middle of the night but these shepherds were faithful and they were watching their sheep I don't know if you know this about shepherds, but shepherds are really interesting type of characters because, you see, they've got lots of sheep and shepherds actually name their sheep because they, when they're called to, the sheep responds. They know the voice of the shepherd and the shepherd can look at them and they would call them, they would go, fluffy face, come over here. Black ears, come over here. Bendy legs, come over here. And I thought, what a great job naming sheep. And I began to think of all the really cool names that I would come up with about naming sheep. Lamb chop. Lamb chop. Oh, that's a good one. Roast lamb. Lamb kebab. I didn't come up with any of them, but now we're on a roll. We could continue, I'm sure. You know those shepherds? You know what they thought? It's just like any other night. Any other night. 
Have you been in that place where it's just like, it's just another day at work, just another time? I wonder what it was like the night before for the shepherds. Just another night, they went out there and let's just suppose they get three new sheep that come to the flock and they're looking at them and all of a sudden one of the shepherds says to the other shepherds we better name these sheep and then just then the rain starts to fall just that gentle drizzle and they're looking at these three sheep and they said well how can we name them and one shepherd says to the other shepherd look at that sheep since it just started raining he's squinting Let's call him Squinty Eyes. Now the guy goes, yeah, sounds good to me. And then all of a sudden, one of the other sheep goes, Baha! Baha! What's wrong with that sheep? I don't know. Let's call him Squeaky Voice. So we've got Squinty Eyes and squeak, Squeaky Voice. And then that last sheep, one of the shepherds says, look at that sheep. He's got such a beautiful face. In fact, he's got such a beautiful face. Let's call him Jimmy the Hat. Why? Why would you call him Jimmy the Hat? Because that's a face that could wear a hat. You know, people, when they put hats on, you know, when they put them on and you look at them and you go, please take the hat off. That is just not working for you. But some people wear hats and they look very, very cool. So, that night, three new sheep, squinty eyes, what was the other one? Squeaky voice, and? Jimmy the hat. And the night ends. It's done. And they go home to their wife. And what is the first question when you get home from work? How was your day, dear? Does that ever happen to you? How was your day? Well, the shepherd says to, you know, the family and the kids, well, it was just another night. Just another night. Oh, but we got three new sheep and we named them. Well, why did you name them? Well, we named one Squinty Eyes because when it started to rain, he was squinting his eyes. And the other one we named, what was his name? Squeaky Voice. And the other one? Jimmy the Hat. Oh, that's great. Jimmy the Hat, that, that sounds great. Well, was anything else happened? Oh, you won't believe it. These two shepherds came along from the other side of the field, Mick and Paddy, and they started telling us sheep jokes. Sheep jokes? Oh, yeah. What type of sheep jokes? Well, here, this is what I said. What do you call a, a, a sheep covered in chocolate? I don't know. A chocolate bar. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. But that's not the worst one. Let me tell you, now that we're, now you've, you, you're getting it, I'll tell you, you know, how do sheep greet you at Christmas? Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, thank you, keep it going. Oh, oh, and there was this other one. How do sheep say Merry Christmas in Spanish? Fleece Navidad. <laughs> but that's not the worst one. Do you want to hear the worst one? Sorry, do you want to hear the worst one? 
Remember, the faster I go, the quicker we can get coffee. What is the ultimate purpose of sheep? No. <laughs> Someone said lamb chops. No. The ultimate purpose of sheep is to wool the world. <laughs> Told you it was the worst anyway. But the point is this, after all of that, the shepherds were doing their job. They were faithful. They were protecting their sheep. Did you know that when God comes and speaks to you, it's when you are faithful and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you are believing for God to speak to you and you're crying out, God, speak to me. God, give me direction. Can I encourage you? Keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Be faithful and God will speak. And he will speak when you least expect it. Maybe that inner voice where he calls you and he directs you. Maybe he'll bring someone across your path. Perhaps the Holy Spirit will whisper to you. Or if you're taking the time to read God's word, he will speak to you. But you must put yourself in a place of obedience to God. So, let's get back to the story. So that night the shepherds were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks, doing their job, protecting their sheep. Then all of a sudden, suddenly happens. And suddenly happens out of the blue when you least expect it. And suddenly means quickly and without warning. Suddenly, look what the scripture says in Luke 2 verse 9. It says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance and the glory of God surrounded them. And they were terrified. Suddenly. You know, when God speaks to you, it will be suddenly when you don't expect it. They thought that night, those shepherds, it was going to be just like every other night. Then suddenly. Do you know there's over 100 references in the Bible to the word suddenly? Let me give you three. Suddenly there was a sound like that of a mighty rushing wind. Suddenly, a great light surrounded Paul. And suddenly, the prison doors swung open as Peter was in the jail. Suddenly, folks, it happens quickly and without notice, but you've got to put yourself in that place. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. The rain stopped at that moment. The heavens cleared and the shining stars came bright through. Now at that moment, when an angel turns up, I can imagine the shepherds looking at each other and, and squinty eyes and squeaky voice and Jimmy the hat looking at each other and looking at the shepherds and they were terrified. Terrified. But look at verse 10. And it says, 
But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Have you ever been in a situation where someone says, now listen, just stop, don't be afraid. I'm waiting for the next thing not to be afraid of. Like, don't be afraid, there's a spider on your shoulder as big as my hand. Welcome to Australia. Don't be afraid. I'm worried about the next thing when someone says to me, don't be afraid. Have you ever been afraid in a situation? I would be saying, okay, uh, while thinking, what now? And then the angel continued and he said this, the Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Imagine an angel coming and saying that. I would be going, great, cool, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Frightening angel, you can go now. But then we read, there's a second suddenly. Look at this. Suddenly, verse 13. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of God. The armies of God. Not one army, but all the armies of God. Now, I did as much research as I possibly could. I've read a lot of commentators that are going way back. I've looked in the Greek and I've looked in the Hebrew to try and find armies. And guess how many there are of the armies of God? Lots. Lots. There is no number in descriptions. There's just a lot of armies. And now, can you imagine, after the second suddenly... What is going on? The shepherds, their eyes are as big as that. The glory of God, His radiance, His presence. Jimmy the Hat sneaks back with the other sheep. Squeaky voice lets out a squeak and faints. And squinty eyes, because it stopped raining, can see clearly now that the rain has gone. You know how hard that is to work into a sermon, let me tell you. But folks, I want you to think about this. Look at the next verse. All, verse 13. All the armies of heaven are praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to whom God is pleased with. All the armies of heaven. It would have filled the whole sky from where they could see, from one side to the other, around them, above them, behind them. The angels of God are singing praises to God. When heaven touches earth, do you know what takes place? 
there was praise. There was glory. When heaven touches earth, what takes place? Let me tell you. There was praise. There was glory to God. What is the glory of God? It is the manifest presence and the beauty of His holiness. The manifest presence of God. The beauty of His holiness. Do you know, I, I can't imagine what that would be like. Because there would be light, there would be stars twinkling, there would be a presence, there would be probably an aroma, there would be peace, there would be a reverence to God all in one moment. And those shepherds, lowly shepherds that would despise people, get to see the glory and the presence of God. So folks, that's what hev- happens when heaven touches earth. But here's the second question. The second question is this. What happens when earth is touched by heaven? What happens when earth is touched by heaven? Very simply, when earth is touched by heaven, there is a searching for truth, there is a searching for a way, and there is a searching for life. In the heart of every human being, people want to know the truth. They want to know a way to live, and they want to find what life is all about. Verse 15, this is what it says. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Hark, did you hear the herald angels sing? They didn't say that at all, folks. They said this. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village. They went to Bethlehem. At that time, historically, we know there were between 2,000 and 3,000 people living in Bethlehem. And they are searching, not for a needle in a haystack, almost, but a baby in a manger. What an unusual thing to search for a baby in a manger. Who would have a baby in a manger where animals are, where there's noise and there's smell? And they search and they search and they search. And then finally, this is what it says. They found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger. What an unusual sight. What a, what a moment in history to be part of, to see the Christ, the baby laying in a manger, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. I wonder what thoughts ran through their mind at that moment as they gazed upon the baby. You know, if I was there, and I was a shepherd, you know what I would be doing? I would be going, uh, Joseph, where are you from? Mary, well, who's your family? 
And then I'd ask the typical baby question, how heavy was he? Where did you guys come from? Was it a natural birth? Or was it a no, I wouldn't ask that question at all. I would have a whole stack of questions. This is the saviour of the world, the Lord, the Messiah. What questions would you have if Jesus was presented towards you at this moment? What would you think? What would you do? What would you say? This is what it says. Nothing. Luke records no exchange between the shepherds Mary and Joseph, nothing is said. And why is that? Because verse 17 says this, After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were amazed. They said nothing when they saw Jesus. Do you know that when you meet him, when you really meet him and you see him and you know him, you have no questions about life. You have no questions about a way. You have no questions about a truth because he is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And they just saw him and they knew and their lives were changed forever. In a moment, when you see him, you will know him. And every moment of your life at that time is just wrapped up and you go, he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. What happens when earth is touched by heaven? Well, there is searching. For truth, a way in life. And friends, it is found in one person, Jesus Christ. And you tell everyone what has happened to you. I wonder what it was like when they got home that morning. I wonder what it was like when they walked in the door and they were asked, how was your day? How was your day? We've seen the Lord, the Messiah, the Christ, and something happened in our hearts because we have seen him and seen his face. If you don't know Jesus, you can know him. You can know him. He is real. He is alive. And he speaks. And when you meet him, you will never be the same again. And it just takes a start to the journey. It's not the complete all, but it's a start. When you say, Jesus, show me who you are. Show me truth. Show me a way. Show me life. Come into my life and let it be changed. Just with one prayer. And millions and millions and millions of people have prayed a prayer. Jesus, come into my life and their lives have changed forever. 
I want you to stand with me this morning. I want you to just sing with me and pray with me as we close this morning's service. Would the musicians and the choir come? And as they're coming, I want you just to close your eyes. I just want you to bow your head. And if you have never asked Jesus to come and show you the truth, a way, life, you can pray that simple prayer and begin to know him as he truly is, the Lord, the Messiah, the Christ. If you want to pray that prayer this morning, would you just raise your hand and just say, I want to know him. I want to know him for real. I want to know him as the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't know him, you can know him. And he will speak to you. And he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Is there anyone this morning? I'm going to take it that everyone knows him this morning. But if you don't, why don't you do what I did 40 odd years ago? As I was lying in my bed and I said, Jesus, if you are real, show me that you are real. And he will show himself to you as the Lord, as the Messiah, as the Christ. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.